What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 14. Thank you guys for joining. You might be wondering about the shirt or the jersey, whatever you want to call this. Peru plays Brazil on Sunday for Copa America. They are in the finals. I'm rooting for Peru and all my Peruvian people. So, chimpun kayao. Today, we feature Christine Devine on episode number 14. She is a news anchor, mostly known for working for Fox 11 News on weeknights. I got to meet Christine three or four years ago at the NAMM show, which is a convention for musicians. She has been with Fox 11 for over 29 years. She has won 16 Emmys. She is known for her program, Wednesday's Child, which has seen 500 adoptions to date. A little bit about Christine. She's received the Congressional Coalition's Angels in Adoption Award, two Gracie Allen Awards from AWRT, the Society of Professional Journalists, and a Quinlan Award for Community Service, Volunteers, of America Media Volunteer of the Year, LA Award, Child Welfare League of America Award, and Career Achievement from the Chamber of Commerce. She is in the Arizona State University Alumni Hall of Fame, and she has been honored by the LAPD, the LA County Board of Supervisors, LA City, and LA County Sheriff's Department. It's pretty cool because this podcast is way different than the ones I've done previous to this one. As you guys have seen, if you guys have been watching the previous episodes, most have been with either musicians, artists, engineers, just all around the music world. Today features the journalism world and what it's like to be in that, delivering breaking news that obviously we can see that Christine is very, very gifted in. So you will see her experience. She talks about her most memorable moments and she shares with us what it takes to deliver a good and breaking news story. If you're listening via Spotify, I invite you to follow Sir Kevin Says. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can show your support by subscribing and rating the show five stars. Alternatively, you can watch the video version of this and every other episode on my YouTube channel, Kevin Michael Chong, or visit my website, www.sirkevinchong.com and view or listen to them that way. Episode number 14 with Christine Devine. Here you go. Welcome to episode number 14. Today I'm with Christine Devine, Fox 11 News anchor, Hello. host of Wednesday's Child, and 16-time Emmy Award winner. Christine, how are you doing? <laughs> we figured out that I'm on TV at Fox 11 <laughs> longer than you've been alive. That explains the 16 Emmys. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on so many. <laughs> I got a great team. Yes, you yes. do. How are you doing, Christine? What's new? I'm doing great. It's been a busy day, busy news day. Yeah. I walked in the door immediately. We had breaking news. So uh. I've been on the air right away. And I had a newscast, a little bit of a dinner break, then you, and another newscast. Oh, man, right and out. Then I crash. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christine, yes. tell us a little bit about your upbringing. How'd you get started with news? news? Yep. Well, my parents were both teachers. Okay. So I wanted to be involved with information. And so I thought about being a teacher. And then for some reason, I kind of thought, ah, news. You're a student really every single day because mm -hmm. it's like being in school. You're studying something every single day right. and you're giving a report. Yeah. So kind of following in my parents' footsteps, nice. sort of. Nice. Mm -hmm. And when did you figure out you wanted to be a news anchor? Was that like at a very young age or? I don't even know how I figured that out, but I studied journalism in high school. Okay. So I had journalism class and I worked on the school newspaper 
And the doors just kind of continued to open for me. So I I wasn't the kind of person who beats down doors. I was kind of like the person who followed the doors that opened. Okay. And those are the ones that kept opening and opening and opening. Right. And did you go to school out here in California or did you study? I'm an Arizona girl. Okay. So uh, from Arizona, raised in Arizona, wasn't born there, but raised in Arizona. So I went to a high school, kind of a small town high school. And then I went to college at Arizona State because I wanted to stay in state. I wanted to be home. And they had a great journalism department that was really just developing. It's now the Walter Cronkite School. So if you know Walter Cronkite, he's one of our pioneer broadcasters. So it's now the Walter Cronkite School of Broadcast Journalism. And they're like among the top in the country now. Yeah. I remember we met at at the NAMM show. Uh, NAMM Music Convention. Yeah, about uh, three, four years ago now, I think. I think it might have been longer than longer that. Longer than that. It might have been. I was walking around the main floor yes. and uh, with the, with the, a, a GoPro camera on a pole. GoPro! <laughs> yes. You were helping with my GoPro! Yeah, that's what it was. That's, that's what, what it was. was. We were talking about it uh, prior to doing this. I but. still don't know how to get audio on the GoPro. <laughs> I actually have never used my GoPro. Really? Yes. They're, they're amazing cameras. They're, <laughs> Wouldn't they're know. Best. Yeah. I, I, anything I've used it for, I never liked. <laughs> Literally have not used my Well, well maybe it's because of the, the fisheye lens of some sort because it, it kind of pushes the image in. Some, what do some, you use it for? For me personally, I use it when I go on vacations and I go underwater. There's a little housing. Yes, my you can niece put in. has that. Yeah, yes. it's phenomenal. I use it for music. They have a little adapter you could use. And so when I record shows, I could record straight from the feed that Wait, I'm getting. Where do you put the camera though? Anywhere where I could catch, if I could catch most of the band, then I do it that way. If the band is spaced all throughout the stage and I can't use a camera for that, then I'll switch and just so put it. So you set it where? At the well, end of the stage? At, so if the if I'm the drums are facing this way, uh-huh. you know, uh, I'll put the camera right behind me so, to get the crowd. And, and does the audio pick up also? Yes. Again, does. I do not know how to use my GoPro. Yeah. <laughs> Which one do you have? I don't even know. <laughs> Probably an older model. Is it like a five now? Yeah, seven. <laughs> yeah, I think I have a three. Yeah. Oh man, that's what I have. I won that at at the Nam show. You three, still three, have it. Years. I still have that's it. That's so what you use. Yes. You're yes. kidding. Well, you know my husband's a musician. <laughs> yes. So I'll have to set that up at the next gig. Bass player, right? Yes. Sean McNabb. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christine, mm-hmm. what's your favorite thing about being a news anchor? And then, what's your least favorite thing? Perfect. Okay. Favorite thing: the people that you meet. And you really feel like you're part of what's going on on the planet, uh, whether it's something that the president is doing mm-hmm. or something happening locally or an earthquake hits. Like, let's say an earthquake hits. Right. Everyone else kind of turns on the TV or tries to figure out what's going on or get their house together, whatever, call their family. I come into work. Mm-hmm. So for me, I've, I'm a part of what's happening on the planet yeah. each and every day. So I love that part. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the worst part you hear a lot of the violence and the, the tragedy and sure. the death and the destruction. Remember, I'm a small town girl, so I wasn't prepared for all of that in a big city. Yeah. You know, we didn't have that back then in a, a cowboy town like Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. What's the biggest story to date that you've covered that you, you remember? Okay, well, that was a big one to be on the streets during the L.A. riots. Let's see. Okay, Meghan Markle. She's just got married to Prince Henry Pateri. Mm-hmm. So I got to go to her school and talk to her classmates and to her teachers. Wow. So that was kind of interesting yeah. and fun. You feel like you're a part of the royal wedding yeah. in a way. Mm-hmm. Another big one. Let me think here. Kamala Harris. She's running for president. Right. I interviewed her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Let's see, politics, current events. Uh, How about 9-11? Where were you on 9-11? Did you cover this? 9-11, uh, that happened in the morning. So I would be still asleep or uh, kind of waking up because okay. I'm night shift. Yeah. But my girlfriend is a police officer. She called me. So basically when something like that happens, you have breaking news, you kind of get a feel for how the day is going to develop yeah. and find out when your shift is going to start. Mm-hmm. So because we had the bank of dayside people and it was not in LA, they would cover that shift only so we're well rested to cover whatever night shift. I mean, it could go on for hours, right. you know, well right. into the you know wee hours of the morning. So basically it's save your energy, stay home. We need you full speed, come in a little bit early and gear up for your shift. Wow. Mm-hmm. What's the longest that you've actually covered a breaking story? The, you've, the riots. I didn't go home for three days. Wow. Just kind of slept in a cubby hole or under my desk. or I, Maybe I went home. I just don't think I went home. But it was one of those things where you just kind of got your sleep and yeah. head back out to the streets. Come back in, exactly. Give me, get, it, the more stories you throw out to me, I have stories to, <laughs> to spin off. So bring I'm trying to thing. think now. I'm trying to think major stories. Alex, you, you, you have any in mind? Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hustle. So Nipsey Hustle. Uh, another neat thing about the business, the people that you meet even off the job. Right. So I do a lot of community service because when I first came here, I'm not from here. So if I'm reporting on, say, Whittier, I need mm. to know where Whittier is. Exactly. If I'm reporting on Irvine, I want to know where it is. If I'm reporting on Santa Clarita, I want to actually know where it is. Right. So I would agree to MC a lot of things. So you get out in the community. Someone uh-huh. wants you to MC their backpack giveaway or ride in their parade or do their women of the year luncheon. Yeah. You're going around the people who are making a difference, the movers and shakers of that community. Sure. Like I was a grand marshal for the Pomona Christmas parade. Wow. So you're meeting all the people who are part of the Pomona civic, you know, development. Mm-hmm. That was really neat. Uh, let's see. I just did a thing with uh, the Watts Drew Center for Children, and they're doing a fundraiser for a backpack giveaway. Okay, that's where I met Nipsey Hussle, a backpack giveaway. So I was asked to come help out, show up at this with YG and Nipsey in 2014. Mm. So back then I'm thinking, wait a minute, aren't they kind of known to be from two different gang territories? Is yeah. this safe? Yeah. But uh, one of the big DJs from... Power 106 was going to be there also. And so it was at a church. So I thought, okay, I'll go. And then when I went there, I just saw all these happy faces of these kids that were you know, so excited to see these two artists and they were getting backpacks and it was powerful. And it was just, people were so happy. And I have this great picture I took of Nipsey from the, on stage wow. where he's just kind of singing and all these people are just looking so happy watching him. That's incredible. So it was kind of a neat experience. I did not take a picture with him, though. Oh. Did you, was, did you ever get to meet him? Uh, just, that, just that one event. Just that one event. I, he probably wouldn't even have remembered me. But I did. I was kind of there to meet YG. So okay. from the, I have pictures with him. Yeah. Incredible. You're a 16-time Emmy Award winner. Been around a long time. <laughs> and as an anchor, you get to do a lot of the big specials. Definitely. So sometimes you'll have a great producer who can put the extra time and love into a piece to really make it beautiful editing, long form pieces. So to say that I'm this great journalist, I wouldn't say that. I would say when you get a production team, you can do the specialty pieces that are not just daily air. What was it like winning the first one though? Was it something really special for you and the team? Yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting. Now I'm kind of 
I'm kind of like watching some of the, the youngsters get them sure. now because we have like an investigative reporter. He's going to probably be up for a ton of them. Mm. I haven't done a lot of specialty pieces lately, but yeah, wow. it's, it's pretty neat. I've, People come over and they see my house and they see the 16 Emmys. And they're like, wow. But I'm like, remember, keep, keep in mind, news we're on the air every single day. Yeah. It's not like we do one movie exactly. or one sure. television series that right. really is a hit. We do, you know, we're on every single day. Right. What is it like for you being that you're on TV every day or when you- Except when you, Saturday and Sunday. Except Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, what's it like when people, if you're roaming around the streets of LA, for example, and they stop and you say, hey, I know you've, Recognizes you from the news. Yeah. What what's that like? Because you're somewhat somewhat a celebrity of some sort, you know. Because they they recognize you outside of work and well, you want them to recognize you because it means they're watching Fox Eleven. Yeah. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, I had an interesting experience because, as you mentioned, my husband's a musician. Mm -hmm. He's kind of known for uh, he got his fame, let's say, in the '80s hair metal bands. So when those bands go on tour. He's quite well known, mm -hmm. especially in that genre. You have fan, true fans come sure. out. So I remember I went to Iowa and the band had gotten there late because they went to another gig to pick up something and came back late. So I had to wait outside the rope and the doorman's like, you have to wait. And I said, well, quote, I'm with the band. You know, <laughs> I said, my, my husband's the bass player. He said, you know, arms folded, ma'am, you have to wait. And I'm like, Wow, in LA, they'd say, oh, Christine, go on through. Yeah. <laughs> but I had to actually wait for him to come out and get me and uh -huh. take me in. So it was kind of an eye-opening experience to be in Iowa where nobody <laughs> knows me, nobody watches Fox 11 yeah. to really remember reality. Because yeah. remember, I've been on for almost three decades. Yeah. So a lot of people, if they don't know who I am. They, they might know that they recognize the face from TV sure. news. Sure. Yeah. What are some of the things that continue to inspire you? That is a great question because I recently feel super invigorated. I have um, a new co-anchor. His name is Alex Michelson. Mm -hmm. This guy is dynamic. He's so hardworking. He's so driven. He's so bright. He's so interested in, in current events and LA. He's born and raised in LA. He's our political reporter. Just got back from the California Democratic Convention. Wow. I used to be the person who was here like after hours and coming in, you know, on a weekend, this guy stays later than me. It'll be like 1230 <laughs> at night. We get off at 11 PM. It'd be like 1230. I'm like, good night, Alex. He's still at his wow. desk working. So I'm really invigorated by his energy uh -huh. and just to see somebody so currently passionate. Cause you know, you can get sedentary when you've been of around course, for a long time. Of course. Yeah. So to have somebody so invigorated, so excited and so concerned and like, he ran out and shot a story tonight. I'm like, really? I'm at my dinner at my desk having my dinner break. But he ran out to shoot a story. So he's energized me. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. How do you prepare? Well, it's kind of a all-day job, I say, when you work night shift because you kind of wake up to see what's going on. If there's a big local disaster, mm -hmm. you're probably going to get called in early. Yeah. Or a big developing story, right. you're going to get called in early. So if it's a normal day, you get a feel as you watch the morning shows. Okay, fairly calm, right? right? right. Um, and then you kind of get a feel, too, as to what stories might make the 10 o'clock news, might make the 5 o'clock news. Got it. Okay. okay. So then you come in. Usually, you know, I'll get up, breakfast, hit the gym kind of thing, piddle around the house, maybe go out and shoot a story. Otherwise, you come in. There's a meeting at 3 o'clock. So that's mm -hmm. basically the afternoon team being updated from the day side team. Yeah. 
Then luckily in Los Angeles, we have hair and makeup, which you don't have in smaller cities. We're grateful to have that. And then you have a newscast at five. And we have sometimes a Facebook Live we'll do. Sometimes I'll then record a podcast because yeah. my own podcast, Olympic and Bundy. <laughs> I was going to actually ask you yeah, a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then um, you'll do that or you'll work on a story. Like, you know, I do my Wednesday's child segment. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably write that tomorrow night. Wednesday night, we're getting a podcast on the air. Um, Thursday, I'm going to an event. So I have the night off. And then Friday, I'll just get things wrapped up for the weekend. Yeah. For those that, that don't know about Wednesday's Child, what is that about exactly? Thank you. I love that. Uh, that is a segment that we picked up about literally 25 years ago. Wow. 25 years ago. And it's a segment that showcases kids in foster care, that small percentage that need to be um, find adoptive homes. So what I love about it is we really try to showcase children with special needs, mm-hmm. older children, or large siblings. It airs every single week. We try to shoot every week. Um, Our social worker who's in charge of it is a really big advocate of getting as many kids an opportunity to be seen as possible. That's awesome. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Well, And tell us a little bit about uh, your podcast. Another thing. You asked, am I invigorated? I am because, you know, when you've been in L.A. this long, Mm -hmm. you meet so many interesting, dynamic people who are doing great things. You don't always get a chance to tell their story. Um, I don't always get a camera. I anchor two shows, so I right, can't always right. go out and shoot a story. So this way, they can come to me, and we have a whole hour to really talk about That's awesome. the amazing things that they're doing in L.A. Yeah. I just did one on remembering Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. It was two months after his death. Right. So I brought in three entertainment industry insiders who knew him, and we just reflected. It's only been two months. So it's still pretty yeah, fresh for them. Yeah, it's fresh for sure. Yeah. Being as successful as you have been over the years, what do you define as success? <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, sometimes you have to be reminded of that because to me it's just the normal day, right? <laughs> I would say I found success in that I have fairly good balance, but that took time. Okay. So I have fairly good balance in getting rest, um, exercising, eating healthy, drinking enough water. Mm-hmm in touch with family, um, I am married, loving husband, um, ability to pay the bills, mm-hmm. a lot of support to do the community events for my husband. So whenever I want to do something, he's really supportive. Let's see. Uh, great colleagues, a nice place to work, wow. kind to people at work, yeah. um, work that I enjoy. I think that's pretty good. I mean, every Sunday night, my husband and I, it's kind of family night. And we say a prayer before dinner every night on Sunday. Awesome. And really try to reflect and be grateful and appreciative and and, and send out prayers to those we feel that are in special need of extra thought. But I think balance is how I define success. Because I didn't always have that. Right. Right, yeah. and that was obviously through the years of trying different things. And well, I didn't know how to say no for one. I mean, trust me, you want to cover everyone's story. You want to do everyone's event and MC everyone's event and attend everyone's event. Um, you have to say no so that you're effective when you do things. Oh, that's you good. have to be realistic in yeah. your no's. I mean, I would love to cover everyone's story idea, but I don't own the station. 
I don't allocate the few reporters we have each day and the few cameras we have each day. So sometimes I have to say, I handed it off to the assignment team. It's really up to them. Yeah. yeah. Besides this, what are you passionate about that you enjoy doing on a consistent basis? Right at the moment. So my mother passed away about a Sorry. year ago. Thank you. Uh, of cancer. And it was one of those unexpected things because she was relatively young, only 77. And my whole family had lived to their 90s, almost to 100. So it was unexpected. So because of that, I kind of got through that one year. You know, they say get through a year kind of thing. And I'm not a big traveler. So on the bucket list was to one day travel. Sure. And my sister is taking her family to Italy. So I'm going to piggyback with them. Awesome. Yeah, because I'm not a big traveler. I have, you know, keep in mind, I'll have like a a bodyguard in her family. (laughs) I'll have a travel planner. I just basically show up. So my passion currently is to live in this moment of kind of doing this on behalf of the energy of my mom. My Mm -hmm. mom had lived overseas in Brazil and my my, um, father, the man she married, uh, my stepfather, the man she married, lived in Africa. So I'm from a family of people who are traveled. And so the fact that I'm not is kind of a big deal. Yeah. What are some memorable moments you, you've, you've gone through? I know you've covered big stories, but mm-hmm. what are some memorable moments that have stuck with you? The Wednesday's Child segment is obviously, obviously memorable because it's working with children in foster care. But now with social media, those kids that are grown up in their 20s now are starting to find me on social media. So the funny thing is, I was posting about my Nipsey Hustle podcast and somebody wrote on it, oh, I was a Wednesday's child kid. Wow. And I wrote her back. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? What are you talking? Wait, wait, wait. Tell me more. When were you on? So I'm trying to connect with this person. And I just happened to see her response on somebody else's posting. Wow. So that's really interesting to me. Social media, I think, is, it's, I mean, it's over the last, I'd say, I dare to say 10 years, mm-hmm. I mean, has grown. Now you you go from seeing a celebrity on TV or, or, you know, on a video to being able to essentially reach out to them through direct message, you yeah. know, that's, will they write you back is the well, question. Exactly. Are they verified? And will they write you back? You know, oh, the verified thing. Yeah, the, once you have there the, are so many fake accounts. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Cause they, well, I think once it's a blue check, I believe, or yep. does that, that doesn't, yeah. Is that what it yep. is? Okay. We so, got them through Fox only through Fox. Uh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. What are some things that you'd wish um, other news anchors would do more of, say more. Uh, what do you think? What would you advise? Well, I would just say if, if students or young people were to ask me about the business, I would say that, you know, back in my day, there were only three newscasts. There were three stations, ABC, NBC, and CBS. And my family sat down every night at five o'clock and watched the nighttime newscasts, five, six o'clock. And we, read, we got the paper. So, you didn't have these options to pick and choose what you want to read. Like, let's say you want to read an article on Yahoo News or mm. whatever social media or pop up on your Facebook page. But my concern would be, are people getting enough of a well-rounded um, concept of the world? Sure. Because you're so selective these days, you're just right. picking what interests you, where you're almost force-fed a lot of topics back in the day. Yeah. Because that's all there was. Right, right. How do you make sure... Uh, that you don't burn yourself out. I actually had a mentor who helped me with that. So one, the power of the word no, because you got to preserve some energy so that you can be effective when you are needed. Or 
to do the things that you want to do. It's okay to want to do certain things. It's okay to not want to do other things. That took me a while to figure that out, that it's okay to not want to do that. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, she'd also would say, rejuvenate an hour a day. Take an hour a day, that's time for you. Now, I know a busy mom with three kids might say, there is no hour a day. But the goal for me is to have kind of an hour of rejuvenation time. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, there's always other things that kind of make me feel good, like reading a book or taking a bath or making sure I have my fitness in because you want to feel healthy. You want right. to feel strong. You want to fit in, the, fit in your skinny jeans <laughs> or whatever, or your business suit. Um, some of those kinds of things. Yeah. When I say the word value, what comes to mind for you? Well, I had a moment where I felt like I valued. I had a moment in time that I valued. So this may seem small, but I had an event to MC this past Saturday. And I so valued my husband because he came home from his class. He had early to ride with me. He, you know, if I had to take a photo with someone, he would step aside and allow me to, to be Christine Devine. Mm-hmm. I MC this event. And he sat there throughout the whole event. And I just so valued the support. Because, you know, I've gone to many events when I was single by myself. Mm. You drive yourself there. You drive yourself home. Uh, So I really valued the support. No complaints. No problems. No do it his way. No let's go. No I'm tired. He was just great. Yeah. So I valued that support. That's awesome. Priorities as far as uh, how do you categorize family first, then your job, and then how do you how do you go about that? Priorities. I'm gonna. This is gonna sound so selfish, but I'm gonna get back to me first because this mentor told me if you don't rejuvenate, you're not gonna be good for anybody else. Mm. So you've got to, you know, try to be the best you first to be best for others. Yeah. Okay. So then. I would say, you know, I don't, I don't have children and I don't have a lot of family and I have no family in town. So others might say family first. I don't really have to say that because that's not a quote obligation for me Yes. here in LA. Okay. Um, my, my sister's in, you know, another part of the country and I have foster siblings. They're in another part of the country. So I don't have the family demands yeah. or obligations or fun like others might have. So basically it's, my hubby and I, Sean and I both have our careers that we navigate yeah. time around. So work would obviously be a priority. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you find yourself in work mode, in other words, a lot of the time? Yes. Back this past Saturday, when we were leaving the event. We actually had a driver. And I started peppering him with questions. And my <laughs> husband said, sorry, she's a reporter. <laughs> but I was curious. Yeah. 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 What are some words of advice that you'd have for people or for young individuals, whoever it is, that they're trying to get into this field of news anchoring, journalism. Uh, okay. What's some advice you, you share with them? Well, I would tell you, most of us have gone to journalism school. I mean, I can't really think of anybody of current generation that I know of that didn't go to broadcast journalism school. And here's why I tell you why. Um, you want to work on the equipment. Now, in this day and age, I mean, clearly, Kevin, you have your whole setup here, so you obviously can do it without a journalism school. But back in my day, the equipment was so heavy and so expensive and right. so big, you wouldn't have 
your own microphone. You wouldn't have your own camera or your lights. You'd ha you were reliant on your journalism class yeah. to even touch anything. So it might be different for your generation, but in mine, we all went to broadcast journalism school just to touch the equipment. Yeah. Now, before me, a lot of the, not a lot, but some people came out of the military. They were military journalists. So they did the job but in the military. Then when they got out, they already had the experience. The main thing is experience. Can you go live? Can you ad lib? Can you break news? Can you ask the right questions? Can you put together what we call a package, a story is a package. Mm. So if you've never done it, then you're not going to make air. If you're on deadline, you're not going to make it because you don't know how to do it. Wow. Wow. I mean, do you, let me ask you this. Do you know how long the average news story is? I'd say two minutes. Yeah, that's a very good guess. So basically, you've got to tell a whole story that maybe you've been at all day <laughs> in two minutes. So you've got to really learn to boil it down, get the meat of the story, throw away the scraps, and make it nice and tight. Yeah. And then make it visual and, and use the right sound. Right. Um, so it's little tools of this trade that are very specific. Like many jobs are very specific on how you do something. Right. right. So you need to know how to do it. Any last words? That's what, Something we well, haven't yes. talked about that I, you want to I mention. I would say I'm very impressed by your setup, by your equipment, by your passion <laughs> that you're just doing it. Thank you. We talked about doing this podcast, what, for a while? Yes, a couple months ago. Maybe right. actually more than that. More than that. And I, I remembered I hadn't gotten back to you on it only because right. we're supposed to go through the company and get approval. So let's pretend I did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw your posting on my Instagram page. I'm like, oh, I need to get back to him. And I'm trusting you that, you know, we're going to do a podcast that's positive and uplifting. And Definitely. we'll be fine. Definitely. So here we are today. But I'm very impressed by you and what you have going. And I'm very excited to see where you're going to be in five or ten years. Thank you, Christine. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Episode number 14 with Christine Devine. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. To the next one. Thank you guys for checking out episode number 14 with Christine Devine. Hopefully you enjoyed it and learned a little bit more about the journalism world. Episode number 15 next week. Make sure you tune in. Peru, finalist, wins Copa America this Sunday. Y'all better be rooting for Peru. Chimpum, callao. All right, y'all. Have a great week. <laughs>